Oh, please. Oh, please don't yell at me like that. That's okay. You're done now. Uh, well, welcome to a uh, an atomless bowl of dude soup. There's no, no atoms remember, in it at all. On, Trevor, and you're like, all right, everybody. Yeah, I know. We're starting right now. There he is. Ah, there he is. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, man. We should oh. sell an Adam as a Kool-Aid man t-shirt. <laughs> Bust through. Uh, this bowl of dude soup is brought to you by two very fine sponsors, Movement and Blue Apron. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com soup. And get 50% off your order today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com slash dude soup. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to say something, which is a clever excuse for me to, yeah, go get my watch, which I totally forgot, because it's also first week, because podcasts can never have too many sponsors or mentions or ad reads to get through. Um, that's why we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and roosterteeth.com. Thank you. That's mine, but oh, I'll wear yours. I mean, whatever. It only matters when we get to the air check. So yeah, there, there are many other... Many other wonderful things about first week, uh, but I won't hold the show up too hard by listing all of them. Because boy, are there just so many fantastic reasons to become a Rooster Teeth first member. Like what? I said I'd talk about it later. Oh. But, uh... Stuff in my pants. Seeing this show live, yeah. Oh, you got some, got some salsa dribbins. Uh, Paramount of which, of all of those features, is getting to see Dude Soup live every Monday. At 1 o'clock Pacific, 3 o'clock Central. That's right, we're on YouTube right now. We are on YouTube. Oh my weird. gosh. This is a whole right. new world. This isn't right at all. What a weird place we're in. Adam, if uh, you're a little out of frame, I don't know if you can scoot it this way. I think if James and I go just Am I cutting off this way. way? I need to, no, okay. it's cool. At least can, probably needs to scoot as well. Yeah, I can, I'll go as far as the mic takes me. There we go. Me. Nothing, nothing but 100% professional podcasting, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so. Stop it. Oh yeah, I okay. There's a, there's like a there's a list, and I'm getting better at remembering the list of things to do to introduce each show. I'm the host and uh, man with the perfect memory, Lawrence Sontag. I'm joined <laughs> by. Uh, I thought I just heard the door open. I did oh. too. Ah, didn't turn on the light. But there, I did. So, okay, thank you. So many things. Oh. Uh, way there in the back, she gets first billing because of her uh, nosebleed seat. Elise, how are You've you? We've done a hundred of these shows. <laughs> Actually, you have. One hundred and thirty-four. Elise, ha- yep. Elise is very salted. She's been around. Not in that way. Get your mind out of the gutter, y'all. Uh, Adam is chugging some water. How you doing? Oh, it feels so good to be hydrated once again. Bruce is playing his favorite kind of game, The End is Nigh. I, I collect things and jump on platforms. You gotta collect the things and jump on the platforms, Bruce. It's not as easy as it sounds, though. Um, and Why? Then, <laughs> you'll find out soon. Uh, <laughs> All thing, right. thing collection expert, James Willems. Hi. Rounds out What's the going crew. on? Oh, I have several you know. things. Yeah, look at all these things. Bruce, are you are you getting entranced by the sublime Oof. platforming mechanics? You fell on the spike, Bruce. I didn't even notice the spike. Hmm. So yeah, we're playing the end is nigh. Uh, talking this, about some this stuff. This just come out uh, a couple weeks ago, I think. Right. But uh, it, it was kind of weird because it had almost no promotion, um, despite being from ostensibly uh, seasoned and bankable game developers hmm. with a uh, pretty fashionable game sense. I don't know, collecting on things and. Or jumping on things and collecting orbs is kind of in vogue, at least in the uh, in the indie Steam scene. It's the loudest controller ever. Yeah, sorry, I'm gonna just really uh, that deep impassioned. Pad, you're you're slamming that that analog stick all around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess when it comes to earning money on Steam, I got a little kerfuffle to pass around with you guys. Unless you, I don't know if you guys have anything else 
much more noteworthy to talk about. Talking about DJ Khaled and Rihanna. Oh, what? yeah. What do they do? I don't know. They do music, guys. Oh, it's called right. the future of music. But what's, what's like, newsworthy about them? Nothing. Oh. Other than that, there are hundreds of millions of people watching them and buying their albums. Or is it just a million people watching it a hundred times? Nah, I don't think it's that. It's possible. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it even really is possible. Still makes that paper. Yeah. There's not that many people in the world, so... There, there's like there's eight billion, I think, right? <laughs> Barely. How uh, how can Rihanna still push the envelope of not wearing a bra and things? Hmm? Did, <laughs> why does she have? To, what do you mean? So, <laughs> have you seen Valerian or Battleship? I've seen Battleship. She was in Valerian. Yeah. Oh shit! Yet another reason to watch that. She's like top build in Valerian, which is oh, weird. She's in it for she, about two minutes. She filmed for. She had about a half an hour shoot. Yeah. Right, that's a wrap on Rihanna. She's like, I just got here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we know. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's more like, so, and this is something that we mused about a while ago. Halle, Halle Berry cashed in and showed her boobs, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it, it seems like, and, and this is, I'm not commenting on the industry, merely that once, once you cash in, you only get, you only get to write that check once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Halle Berry didn't get to charge another half million or whatever she got for her yeah. boobies. It's like porn stars doing anal. Yeah, you get your first They're time. They're like, no, no, so, I Rihanna, don't do that. Rihanna isn't an actress. Then they give them $6,000. No, I want to get the poop. Rihanna isn't an poop. actress. How's oh. musician? Okay. That's so. a different that's a different pay grade. Okay. You can't you can't do that as a musician. You have to shock people to make a name for yourself because no one actually cares about music. <laughs> you know? Fair, fair. No one actually cares about music unless someone says you should care about this song or whatever well, or, or an artist. So the way to tell them to do that is so Madonna did it. Madonna did it very early on where she was like, I'm going to be lurid and sexy and show off my boobs for free no. so that people will go to my concerts <laughs> hoping that maybe I'll show my boobs again because you didn't have necessarily, you had that one art book where she's like hitchhiking. I remember that. And then that was the only thing that you could see her boobs in. It's called sex. Unless you had her private modeling photos and no, stuff. No, that was, the, her book was called sex. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Adam laughed. Um, no, no, no. I, Because I, I, I was thinking of the, uh, was it the Charlton Heston reading of it? It was, a, it was an SNL skit they did back in the oh. day. It was Phil Hartman playing Charlton Heston being like, I love my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> it's so um, good. So, yeah, actresses charge to show their boobs, whereas musicians give, them, give it away as an incentive well, to get into the show. Well, there's the Lady Gaga version, too, where she was practically naked in, like, every video and, like, huh? showed just uh -huh. enough that you're like, ooh, tease, tease. And then, like, randomly some video just came out where she's, like, walking around a garden naked. That's like, what I'm saying, though. Yeah. But she had already done nudity by that point. She had done, like, full nude spreads. Like Miley Cyrus. All of them. All musicians. They just do, here's the free nudity. Come to my show. And that's that's their, that's the deal for musicians. It's like the flyer you get when you're yeah. walking past the hard rock. That's how do you think Sheryl Crow did it. So do you think, well, who's that? Who's the girl from uh, Paramore? Haley, whatever. Blah, yeah. blah. Hers, like, leaked. It was, yeah. I think she, like, accidentally tweeted it or something. Like, oops. Now, hold picture. on. Being the front woman of a band is a different story than being a solo artist in the pop genre. Explain. Well, because... Explain how. Because the band, there's more... So, like, Gwen Stefani didn't have to get nude to she get never people get into nude. her shows. She, she has huge areolas. That's why they can get naked. They're too big. But... Prove but me wrong, someone Gwen. like Miley Cyrus or someone with it more closely to tie to the pop genre is going to do it. Miley That's Cyrus could not wait to get naked. That's what I'm saying. She was like a fucking baby on stage at the MTV. Like Miley, keep it on, please. Because like, they don't have they don't have methods to say this is who I am hmm. and this is the the image of the person I want you to want me to be. 
There, we solved it. Okay. What were we solving? What's this episode <laughs> about? I don't think Steam? we were solving anything. Bruce was watching a Rihanna music <laughs> before oh, right. this podcast, so that's on the mind. Mm. Yeah. He was noting how she wasn't wearing a bra. How many times that was yeah, a, Rihanna can cash in on her nipples? Yeah. Um, speaking, a lot. Yeah, apparently a lot. <laughs> well, I guess I guess she's never... What's weird is Rihanna's probably... It's funny yeah. because Madonna was kind of seen as, as very avant-garde and dirty in the 80s. I think Rihanna kind of took that. She's singing about smelling pussy juice and stuff. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> so, that's called I your can, work? Yeah. Oh, is that wait, wait, that's wait, from the wait, album? Wait, wait, wait. That's in that song? She's no, there's I can uh, barely understand what she's work saying. Work is pussy juice. Let me oh, see. I didn't think about that. I mean, sure. Whack, whack. It's all talking about pussy juice. What? Yeah. Was that, really? That's what the song's oh, about. Man. Fuck it, they're just the one line and there's sex in the air. I don't care. I like the smell of it. I'm like, damn, Rihanna, you dirty. Of course she's talking about smelly dick. I didn't mean to do that. I guess. Oh, she just talks about rude boy, rude boy, get it up. Are you big enough? And I was like, she into like Scott boys. She's like, mocking rude? you. That's what she's. Just what she's singing. She's singing to men and, and mocking them about their small I think dicks. Brianna is. Old, oh. I mean, I may be completely wrong, but to me, it seems like she, uh, whether she's nude or presents, presented in a seemingly, uh, you know, sexualized sexualized way. That's her controlling her sexuality, yeah. and she's going to control the image that she releases of herself. That's what I do. That's what you, you do. You can hold and hit jump to fall. And so when really? she's singing yeah. about her rude voice, I mean, on. she's she's taunting men. Kind <laughs> uh, of like, hey, baby. Speaking, speaking of James being in control, mm -hmm. I saw your Instagram. You posted a picture of Benson somewhere. Mm -hmm. Where was that? None of your business. <laughs> was that, what I do on my weekend is... <laughs> was that Joel's house? Yes, it was. Why wasn't I invited? Because uh -oh. you weren't invited. Oh. Why okay. would you be invited? Were you some basement Columbo? Love that term I've so seen much. Joel's backyard, Damn. and I know you guys Look. don't have a backyard, so uh -huh. I saw the photo of Benson, and I thought, hey, they went to Joel's place, and I wasn't invited. Weren't mm -hmm. you on vacation with your wife? Yes, it I was, was in Palm Springs enjoying my five-year anniversary. <laughs> How come we weren't invited? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, uh, Billy Benson play date. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Huh. Well, I mean, you don't have a dog, Adam. Get a dog. And you yeah. never will. He's gonna <laughs> he's, he's gonna run out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I got on. one, I got one. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be one of those guys who are like, I have a dog now, can we be friends? Which would never happen. Are those are there guys like that? I feel oh, like no. there's people who have friends who have they have kids and then mm. they have kids just so that they can be involved. Because they don't want to be left behind. <laughs> Gosh. What a I feel like having a kid means you get left behind. You don't get to like get fucked up on a Wednesday. I think night it anymore. depends on what your circle is like. Right, yeah, I guess. So, so, oh yeah, if so, all your friends are becoming parents. Imagine there's like you're in a tube lord circle or something like that, or say you're like Rihanna's best friend and Rihanna mm. has a baby. You kind of have to have a baby now, otherwise yeah. you're never going to be able to hang out with Rihanna. Yeah, I think I think certainly that's something we have to deal with. I think the next generation is going to have to deal with everybody coming out as bisexual. Oh my god. Like well, all my friends are bisexual now, I got to do it too. But it's just that's just normal then. Sexuality yeah, is a construct, right. bro. Yeah. yeah no, I know it's a, an illusion. It's just society trying to tell us what to fuck and what not to fuck. Society's been doing that for years, man. But well, think about it. Actually, it's kind of cool because, like Bruce said earlier, there's like eight million people on this planet. Uh -huh. Um, whatever. Uh, <laughs> there's no. <laughs> that's a lot of people. <laughs> there's no. We're gonna run out of space. <laughs> there's no reason. For anyone to mate anymore. That's why the line is like, totally so long. Sort of. Go on. I no, want to no, hear no. this. I'm sorry. Mate for procreation. There's no uh, need. Okay, okay. There's no need to create more people. I don't need another pair of hands to help till the field. Like I. Right. I'll have food in the winter, whether or not I have a child. To, okay. I think so I see where you're we're, going. we're approaching a part in Except human history. Except our entire economy oh, is based on growth of the population. Sure, but <laughs> there there was like a thing that came out today. It said that 
LA has been unsustainable for the growing populace for the last like 20 years. Like you, you can't, there's not enough homes for people to live in oh, yeah. for the amount of people that yeah. live here. Well, this is, that same future. applies to Austin. You're just going to be living in a, that? apparently in a, there are like oh. an obscene number of people flooding into Austin every month that the real estate market can't sustain it. Well, it's called a bubble, right? I want it to sort itself out eventually, and a bunch of people will lose a lot of money. The yes. problem, the and problem then is, rich old dudes will stay rich. Eventually, Razel Ghoul is going to thin the population. We already uh, know that. The problem is, and I'm not, I'm not an expert on real estate economics or anything like that. But it seems like part of the problem is what people demand in mm. terms of their home. Like, there's plenty of space for everyone to have yep. a yeah. place to live. You just have to live in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's just, it's just people. Want to live specifically in certain places, you and they want to, to live less in than five bedrooms for me well, and my so, wife I mean, and it's two not, cats. Yeah, th I, that is part of it in too. In the middle of Manhattan, like, <laughs> you know, LA has a has a housing problem right now. Sure, but then I live in a neighborhood where every single small, modest home is purchased, torn down to the ground. <laughs> the 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 ground beneath it is scorched, and then uh, and then a giant mansion is built in its place, like right. that for for a very young couple with uh, Chinese money yep. to come and live. And speaking of, so. And then they move out of it in like two and a half years. Still for twice and then they don't add anything to the community or anything oh, no. around it. And then that's that, so. I saw an article today. I think it's in San Francisco, but essentially this Chinese couple bought a street mm -hmm. for like $100,000. Oh, yeah, I just read that. Yeah, yeah. And apparently they're going to make their money back by charging for parking on the street for the residents who live there, which is the most American thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. Holy Thank shit. you, China. Well, the most Chinese thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, of. I guess they're the they're the new cutthroats. <laughs> God bless them. Uh, they are Chinese. Speaking of making a pretty penny, um, what did Nintendo do this week, Lawrence? <laughs> well, that was last week. We didn't get oh. to that particular thing. No, Nintendo made a fuckload of money. Sold is a shitload it? of switches. Oh yeah, of course it did. Oh okay. Oh, I thought it was going to be related to the SNES Classic. Oh, not yet. Everybody's still clamoring over when they're allowed to pre-order those. Oh, geez, still. Yeah. Still, I'm not keeping up. Sorry, it's That's it's not it's not a new toy. I I'm thought Michael buy. got one. Did got, Michael get one? He got the what the Joy-Con one? No, I thought he got it. It's not, it's not it's not available yet. I don't think you can pre-order yet. I thought unless I thought you're Michael he got Jones. one. He well, I thought work. I saw. I thought I thought I he maybe I maybe I'm wrong, but I thought for some reason I thought Michael oh. tweeted out that he had gotten his pre-order. There was like, a, yeah, brother. There was a kerfuffle where Walmart put up. The product early, oh. and then had to cancel all of the oh. pre-orders. I saw, I saw okay. those. Yeah. That may have been. I don't know if that was it. I, I may could, be just completely misremembering. I could also be super wrong mm. too. We're getting old. That's fine. Uh, Fuck me. But uh, uh, Shadow of War, uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War has set the internet ablaze this morning uh -oh. with news of its uh, in-game marketplace. Um, oh my gosh! Fuck. So let me let me summarize this and just uh, in the broad strokes, in case you're unfamiliar, Middle Earth uh, Shadow of Mordor. It was an open world action game. He plays a dude who can, what's his name? Talion? Talion? Talon? Yeah. Nah. He partners with Calabrimbor. Calabrimbor. They're, <laughs> they hang out together. They're rad dudes. His name is just a joke now. Well, well, Calabrimbor. Calabrimbor was real. Yeah. And the, he, and he was the, in lore. Yeah, <laughs> um, He's such a fucking nerd. <laughs> I don't want to change the subject from Calabrimbor, but no, for no. our first audience that we are mm. loving having here, the game audio is a little bit loud. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, please turn that down. My apologies. Thanks for. You just want to do it in the game. Thanks, Bones, for the tip. <laughs> Thanks, Bones, for the hot tip. <laughs> there we go. Maybe. All right. Yeah, I apologize about that. The end is nigh is actually pretty loud in terms of being a game. So, hopefully, that's a little better. Um, sorry if it was overpowering our our witty and insightful commentary. 
Uh, but all right, so uh, Shadow of War. Oh yeah, so the game you you were you were a Lord of the Rings man. You run around in in Mordor. You uh, recruit orcs into your orc army, and then you attack forts, kill other orcs. It's pretty cool. You fight Sauron at fight the end. Sauron again. <laughs> Sauron. Um, Shadow of War is the sequel to that game, uh, and it it they announced. Gosh, let me let me check the date here. But it was very recently, perhaps as early as this morning. Um, they announced that the game will have an in-game marketplace. Uh, oh no, wait, this was uh, August fourth. My bad, a couple couple days ago. Um, so uh, this is from a post on the Shadow of War forums. Uh, through the market, players can purchase loot chests, war chests, XP boosts, and bundles associated accessed only with an internet connection. To purchase these items, players can spend Mirian or gold throughout the game. As one progresses, Mirian is a type of in-game currency acquired by doing all these in-game tasks. Gold is also awarded at certain milestones in the game, can be purchased with real money, and is awarded for participating community milestones. Uh, these chests have gear and items that make your orc army stronger. The problem being, as it usually is, is that Shadow of War will also have multiplayer features. So the, the way it works is you you have a castle and you set you like appoint a like a war chief and a bunch of captains to basically defend it. And then you, you set it all up and then you walk away from it, and then other players have the chance to try and raid your castle. Hmm. And if they're able to do so, they get some some trinkets and shiny rewards. I guess if you defend, you get some some goodies too. Sounds like the the Phantom Pain. Yeah, uh, it's very similar. It, it sounds very similar called? to Phantom the, Pain. What was that called? Something base, home base, mother base. It was whatever. mother base. I mean, mother base was the name of it. Yeah, yeah whatever. I I did it. I think like once a guy killed me. I said, all right, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's player versus player though. So I think you just set up your base. I tried, I tried, this was via Eurogamer post, they tried to describe it um, because it was described to them at a press event. It sounds like you just set up your orcs and then you walk away. Yeah. And then someone else challenges it and it's them versus the AI. Right. But with the equipment it's that like you gave It's like a mobile them. game. Well, Call, yeah, Call of Duty, exactly. Call of Duty did that a few years ago. Yeah, it had like the squads. They set up your little squads and you'd like race, you know, pit or, them against other AI squads. Or the, the, the Forza, the Drivatar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. people would be like, I raced Adam Coven. I'm like, I played once. <laughs> that wasn't yeah, And he beat you. I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like in a Porsche. I just kept crashing at everything. And then, so that's that's my online ghost. That's your driver. Yeah, it's just me running into shit in a, a car that's meant for uh, people going through a midlife crisis. Aaron Markey. Uh, so, Aaron Markey. Uh, so, um, the multiplayer will have a few different modes. There is a ranked mode in which uh, if you try to invade somebody's castle with your little orc bros, and mm -hmm. some of them die, they die for good. Oh no! So now we have potentially the combination that no one wants is that one player could buy a lot of shiny gear for their orc orc army. You try and play against that, and because they spent more money than you did, you lose progress or you lose investment that you have in your orc army because they, with their shiny, glittering, gold-plated mail, were, were able to beat your cardboard swords or whatever. <laughs> we don't know that that's the case because we don't know specifically how it's going to play out. But... Uh, that's the presumption now. There was a very lengthy post, uh, like I referred to earlier, on the Shadow of War forums, uh, but it didn't specifically address concerns that you might play against another player who had dumped loads of money into their army without, like, the ability to know. Yeah. Um, so, James and Adam are both super into Marvel Puzzle Quest. Says you. Are, mm -hmm. All right, you guys can say whatever you want about your involvement <laughs> I, I am. in the game. Uh, but it does have a similar thing where you yeah. essentially you form a team and then the team fights on your behalf while you're not there. Mm. Problem being is 
if you spend enough money or if you're around people who spend enough money, yeah. then you have a pretty legitimate advantage over somebody who just has to play by themselves. So that's different because that game's a free-to-play. Yes. Right. And I, w- I will say it does... The, the, the big issue, I think I, what I've seen from from this uh, the Shadow of War thing is the uh, the gambling aspect. Mm, People are mm. upset at the the chance to win something because it's playing into the um, the gambling addiction uh, issue, and you're you're kind of playing into people's uh, weaknesses or vices. Which my argument is, kind of all gaming is like that. You are kind of re- you're creating a a game loop or something, a pleasure loop, if you will. And that's a big reason why I think people play video games is because they are addicting. Um, and it's sort of just how you manage that. It's more about the recurring fees. Yeah. Because um, like World when World of Warcraft first came out, that was a big deal for a lot of people. It's like, people get addicted to this. They have to pay $15 a month. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. You know, like that. The thing is you don't have to. It well, is a choice. Well, but it's, nobody has to gamble either. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's, so it's kind of one of those things where it's like. what you're compelled to do. Right. But that's what, I guess that's sort of the, the, the problem is that, well, are we trying to control, uh, you know, human nature? Um, and that's why casinos are bad and, and in quotations and, uh, you know, alcohol is bad and drugs are bad, et cetera, et cetera. Alcohol actually is bad. So mm-hmm. Lawrence, is it a pay to win scenario where if they, if a player were to dedicate hours upon hours of time to this game, could they eventually get to the same level as somebody that, that purchased or like, can you grind away and still see the same benefit of just purchasing something? You can, and that was that was one thing that they did specifically address in the forum post, uh, quoting here. Are there unique items in the market purchased using gold that you can't get through normal play? The answer is no. All the aforementioned items can be earned playing through the game. Oh. Gold merely allows you to get your hands on them immediately. Oh. Got it. So yeah, if you are willing to like grind away, dedicate the hours, you still have the same possibilities, just not the advantage of somebody that has the immediacy of buying it. Well, y- yes, you're you're absolutely right, and that's when I think I think Adam, you hit on something really interesting: is that games try to be as addictive as they possibly can, and when it's put in that kind of context, then it is a pretty direct time versus money trade-off. Mm-hmm. And then it gets even weirder because if if I'm if I bought the game with money, and then I'm paying money to not play the game, <laughs> yeah, what exactly is the reward? Like where? It's your own personal fulfillment, I guess. Well, I mean, this is all in addition to what is probably a multi-hour single-player campaign. Yes, that is true. Like, I mean, if honestly, if they're just making another version of Shadow of Mordor with this feature added in, then this is all sounds like extra, so that way they can justify making a third one mm-hmm. because you need to have new revenue streams and stuff, and they probably yeah. would. They're like, we'll make you let you make another one provided you like have some sort of thing in it that makes extra money because no one bought the DLC. I just right. I just know right now the the temperature of the of the community is basically that the the CSGO lottery thing yeah. burned a lot of people and that's why like gambling and loot boxes and the chance to get something has now this really negative stigma to it, which I guess should have been there from the beginning, but now it's being a lot more demonized. So if anything has any sort of random chance loot system, it's immediately uh, thrown into the fire by the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've been noticing. Anyway, well, it's really it's, interesting. It's frustrating. I think it's frustrating for a consumer. The the we've you conditioned you conditioned a whole generation of players to expect achievement like level hundred mm-hmm. percent completion on things, and mm-hmm. now you're saying. 
well, we still kind of have that, except you need to pay for it. Like it's it's not it's weird. It's like this is the this is the tomb you built yeah. for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a really good example, or an, I guess analogy is probably the. A lot of people always complain about this, which is their cable bill mm. and their cell phone bill. And the reason is is because when they buy these services and then they don't work or there are problems with them or they're not exactly what they expected, then they get really upset. Um, and that's kind of what I feel like James was talking about, which is we expect a certain level of game or a certain level of play. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when we have to start paying for it, we're, we're confused uh, because it was like, well, wait a minute. Like I paid for my, my old phone bill, you know, when it was a landline and it always worked. There was never a problem. And now cell phones, you know, oh, maybe there's a service outage or whatever else. It's, uh, it's sort of an interesting problem to have, problem in quotations, uh, in the future because we have way cooler shit now, <laughs> um, right? The, uh, the games are better than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, cell phones and cable and internet and better than they've ever been. But the services are, are a little more hit and miss uh, than they were before. Well, it's a little different, too, because there was the, the days of DLC, which are, are still kind of a thing. But like the Call of Duty map pack, oh, my God, we're going to make so much money off of this. Um, and that seems to have traded for the the, the loot box system mm-hmm. or the, the sort of chance to win. And those are I, I prefer those because they're completely optional and I feel less inclined to give those things money only because the the DLC stuff like the map packs, those quite literally lock you out of, out of a part of the game mm-hmm. that your friends may be enjoying and you feel compelled to buy into. And I always remember this uh, a long time ago, Bruce, when we played Torchlight. Like that's an example where I remember we we all bought Torchlight 2 and Bruce was like, fine, I'll, I'll buy it. Bought it for like 15 bucks. Then we never played it again. No, no. we uh, it was, it was, I think it was 20. And it was the first night. I played it for like two hours and I was like, ah, well. I mean, it wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we, we all wanted to play it, it together. Just, but that that is a thing is it it's kind of shitty when you're like, you're using your a company is using your friends mm-hmm. as a way to get you to buy more things. Whereas <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like true. skins and random loot boxes and stuff that like, I, they're, don't get me wrong. They're still kind of the shades of evil, but it's a little less evil because at least the full game is still there and there's additional content usually coming for it for free. So it's optional. Yeah. It's all so, optional content. Like, like I'm, I tend to be more okay with that. I think the concept of additional content, content has changed because initially DLC felt like it was expanding a game to give you more of what you enjoyed about that game and not to give you advantages or, um, you know, now it's, I mean, a lot of it's like skins or you're collecting gems. So you can like do in-game purchases for items and powers, etc. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that didn't really feel what the initial spirit of the DLC was, mm-hmm. which was just to give you more game. Mm-hmm. There were like old school expansion packs, but they were supposed to be a little more atomized, but it was still supposed to be game content, not a evergreen not an evergreen systemic way to extract money without any actual new content what's what's weird to me is uh it was occurring to me that the the old axiom used to be you can you can have this kind of system in place as long as it has zero gameplay implication but i think the market has shown that they're cool with that even if even if like people that are super into games culture like people that comment on forums and, and read a lot of gaming blogs and watch this podcast and things like that. <coughs> uh, typically the hard line was do not do not sell advantages in multiplayer ecosystems. Mm-hmm. Sure. But then I, I realized, wait a minute, Grand Theft Auto Online is like the hugest service right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's exactly what it does. Yep. Mm-hmm. The each expansion they and they unveil some new overpowered like s- missile carrier platform 
that you can just hover around with a giant beam of light shooting on you and just like evaporate every player you see. <laughs> and then it, cr it, cr it creates that societal pressure in a weird way where if someone else has the, the goddamn oh, missile trailer, I need one too because mm. every time I go out into the open world, I just get annihilated yeah so also poor gaming channels have to spend <laughs> their corporate card money on it all the time otherwise we can't make content the, the, so as actually you mentioned marvel puzzle quest earlier because that's a game james you've been playing for four years not full three four years. three years ridiculous only like three and a half <laughs> um and i've been playing it uh probably two years something like that but what i've noticed is the they do the the timer the timer pressure ah. it's less about what your friends have it's more of uh, so the example is you need like 13 covers of a character, right? Uh, to make them the most powerful they can be. And then once you hit the 14th one, now they're champions and every extra, you know, uh, comic book cover you get, you put into them to become more powerful as one additional level. The way they get you is you'll like, you'll have a character ready to go. And then they have that extra cover just sitting there, but you're like, crap, I need to spend this imaginary in-game power thing called ISO to level them up. Oh look, it's conveniently in the store, and it's completely—it's priced completely wrong. Like it's—it's it's always like it's very little for a lot of money. It's like a hundred bucks for like whatever a small amount. But like that's how they get you because they're like this cover is going to go away. They even put a timer. You'll waste it. Think exactly. about all the hours you put in to get that thing. Mm. Yeah. And now if you don't spend money, all that time went to waste. Yeah. It's basically the that the, blows my mind. Well, the thing is, the thing is, that's a new business model. It is. Yeah. Because like the. Marvel Puzzle Quest has adapted over time, mm -hmm. changed. I've seen it go through so many changes. <laughs> um, but it's crazy to think how that is like like a new thing. Like someone someone in some sort of like biz dev lab figured out that, oh, wait, hold on. The real trick here is time. Time is what they want. Mm -hmm. right. People are going to die someday. They, need, they only have so much time. Well, it, it's like uh, handing someone or... You go to a showroom floor, and they're like, "This fridge is on sale for the next three minutes." You're like, "Oh, I gotta yeah, get yeah. it." When yeah, it's like, yeah. "No, it's not." Yeah, it's been on sale for five months, yeah. but every infomercial has that. Yeah. We're running out of stock. Call, call the next. Oh, that, I love that. When the, the as a kid, I always wonder. I was yeah. like, "How does it know? How does it know? It doesn't, it doesn't know. know. Yeah, it turns no. out it doesn't. It's a yeah. lie. Uh, but you know, it's not a lie. Delicious, delicious meals from Blue Apron. <laughs> they're not. Um, yeah. So Blue Apron is sponsoring this podcast, and if you're not familiar with them, they uh, they're a Basically, an ingredient slash recipe by mail service. So you sign up for them. You can choose how many how many servings you want per meal, how many meals you want per week, and then they ship you a, a cardboard box with some ice packs and all the ingredients you need, and then cool little recipe cards that break down everything you need to do with pictures. And there's even videos on BlueApron.com about how to do it. Um, I've been I've been at it for a year now. I'm slowly gaining uh, gaining acumen as a chef. Uh, and every time they sponsor us, I'd like to share one thing. That I've learned a, a, re a revelation that I've had about cooking in general. This week's revelation is about the amount of oil needed when pan frying, because <laughs> uh, the instructions always say like a two drizzle. tablespoons, right? Mm, that's two not tablespoons even, or, or, sorry, two or a drizzle. It's usually two teaspoons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, typically, if you're going to pan fry something, uh, they just say a drizzle or a thin layer. Mm -hmm. and I never had any idea what actually that meant. <laughs> um, so it turns out I was always using way too little oil. Like oh. if I was pan frying some onions or something like that. You just get them in some, get them in some flour, fry them up, and they get real crispy. Problem I always had was uh, if I was like frying something and then flip it, the other side would just get like kind of scorched and not browned or cooked. Um, and I wondered why that happened. And then I was just like, you know what? This time I'm just gonna use a shitload of oil. And I did, and it fried up 
perfectly. And then oh. I I realized I was always cutting the oil because I was trying to like save That's calories, sweet. even though it doesn't make sense. If you're gonna fry something, you're gonna take it from the oil and put it on a paper towel and let it drain anyway. So it's not like you're saving any calories by cooking it in less oil. Oh, it's just not saying. going to cook right. So that was my revelation. Uh, that it's okay to use a lot of oil when you're pan frying something, but not too much because then it'll splatter. Ah, Ooh, yeah, like blind also, here's another blind here's another thing I learned. Oh, um, to add it add into it, um, some people will put oil on and not let the oil get hot. Oh, you gotta let it go. The the viscosity of the oil changes. Mm -hmm. So if you use a drizzle and you're like, but it's not covering the whole pan. When I do this, it's not covering it. It's too. It's not. It's gonna burn in these sections, but not in the other. It's because the oil isn't hot enough. When the oil gets hot enough, then it becomes just like liquid water, yep. and then a little bit will go all. You'll be able to spread that all over the whole pan. I'm learning so much it. right now. There oh, are yeah. little there are little oil legs that form if you like roll it around yep. in the pan. Yep, it'll actually kind of like make these little bands, and you can you can drip water in it and see if it'll crackle or flour, mm -hmm. or you can just use your eyeball. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, and because they want us to focus on the menu items, here they are for this week: basil pesto chicken with summer vegetable panzanella. Uh, sauteed shrimp and green beans with a globe tomato spinach and orzo pasta, whole grain pasta and summer vegetables, hmm. dailum tomato caprese salad, miso butter salmon and lo mein noodles with cucumber and charmed tomatoes, and meatball pizza with fresh mozzarella cheese and charmed tomatoes. That sounds delicious. You can check out this week's menu. It may or may not be what I just read to you uh, by going to blayapron.com slash soup and get your first three meals for free. So just as a side note, the way it works out is essentially you sign up for a month and then they discount like a quarter of it. So it amounts to a week. But that's what that is. So for your first three meals free with free shipping, go to blueapron.com slash soup. Once more, that's blueapron.com slash soup. Spelled how it sounds. Thanks for the sponsorship, Blue Apron. Um, Once one, we... Uh, one last thing to add. Oh, sure. Um, I get... We, Elise and I have to travel soon, like over the next couple months. Mm -hmm. And I was getting sad going through my upcoming Blue Apron meals saying yeah. I have to skip this week. <laughs> I was like, we just won't have time to eat it. And I have to, have to skip it. And it makes me sad because I'm like, oh, my God, there's like flatbread pizza or something. Different new exciting recipes that I hadn't tried before. We, uh, we learned how to make French fries last night with the Blue Apron thing. They did the, the steak and like the oh, frites. The frites, basically. So you mm -hmm. just like you just chop a potato. You throw like it's mm -hmm. great. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I do feel like I am learning a lot. Yeah, it's nice. I'm going to take a knife skills class. Really? I'll come back in with like band-aids all over my hands. It, it, well, it's that thing now too. Like for Christmas, uh, I used to be like, I don't know, really, really want. Now I want kitchen stuff. Oh, look! At I you. want, I want new knives. Like I want, I want things that cut good. You gotta have a good, a good a knife. Good set. Yeah. Gotta that, keep bashing the table. Oh well. Cooking interests me a lot more now these days. So uh, I'm curious for you guys. Mm. Um, when it comes to when it comes to monetization hooks and games. Um, oh, um, real quick, did you guys see the DLC for Wolfenstein Two? No, no. It's pretty great. It's it's just like three. It sounds like three single player packs that focus on different characters in the world. Like you're not always BJ, but oh, interesting. That was like really nice. It's like, but they're already announcing it. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking it blows my mind. Game's not out yet. Game's not out yet. It's coming out in yeah. about a month, I think. But I, I don't know. Me. I was I like single player content. To me, that's what DLC. That's the kind of DLC I like. It's just yeah. more of the game that I want to play. I, guess, I feel like Bethesda is one of the last studios that can get away with it. They seem to be holding the single player torch pretty hard right yeah. now, which I appreciate. Like oh, but them and a little bit of Ubisoft, but I'm going to I'm going to ask you guys to to draw a line in the sand and and it can even be kind of Adam to what you were learning to it's just personal personal responsibility, but what do you think is acceptable and unacceptable when it comes to monetary hooks in in video games? Uh I mean, I'm going to say everything is acceptable because it's a business. 
But in terms of what I will actually go for, um, aesthetic stuff, purely aesthetic stuff, I think is good. And I do, like you said, I like things that do kind of not, not even necessarily extend the story, but like closed loop kind of extensions to the story. Not something that's like, now here's the actual ending. Yeah. You know, I didn't play Mass Effect 3, but like, but whatever, something where it's like, you only got part of the story unless you buy the DLC. It's kind of what they Um, did with the new Deus Ex, I think as well. I never finished Deus Ex, so they basically said, they like left the game open-ended. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like, did they have an actual ending? And DLC? Blood Dragon, to me, is a perfect example Mm. of DLC. I know that just came out, like, you could just get Blood Dragon. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, stuff like that is really cool. And and then, yeah, I also like aesthetic changes. Uh, If it's reasonable, it has to be priced in a reasonable way. And I don't know how you price random costumes or whatever, but, like, I still really like Street Fighter V. And they have, like, a terrible pricing scheme (laughs) for, like, all of their stuff. Like, you could play the game for 100 hours and unlock one alternate costume for Chun-Li with no other colors or anything um, with the in-game credits. Or you can pay $140 for three costumes. Like, it's really? like, I mean, it's not that much. That's a hyper, hyperbolic example. But, Man. like, it's really not that great of a deal. And you're like, wait, so this is just a costume pack for some of the characters? Right, yeah. I almost wish that they had loot crates in mm. Street Fighter. Um Ew. Because it's really hard to quantify what makes a good and bad, like, so because of Overwatch, I have some idea where it's like, okay, they actually had to change the character model. They had to do new animations and stuff. That takes more effort, thus it's mm. a more expensive costume. But some of the, some of them just seem like, oh, it's just Cammy in a different bodysuit now, you know? <laughs> it's red. Well, so. the fact that, what was it, Street Fighter Four people were just modding it. Street Fighter Five, you can mod in. Oh, five, yeah. You can do either of them. You can mod, but yeah, and like played online though. Yeah, really. Yeah, you can do anything oh. you want to. But, you, just, but it, like, it doesn't mod the game. It just mods the aesthetics. And yeah. if the other person doesn't have the thing downloaded in, they just oh, see they just the see. same character. That's but you up. see it as like Akuma as a robot, or like yeah. um, Zangief as Reinhardt from Overwatch. And like, you have to realize oh, yeah. you're competing with those people. So I'm like, I'm never gonna buy costume DLC. I'm just gonna buy yeah, yeah. the Reinhardt mod. Yeah, you know, but you don't even buy it. It's, it's free. Just free. Yeah, I think uh, I still think the originals of this did it the best, uh, and that would be Team Fortress Two. Mm. Um, I still think Team Fortress Two is the model that made the most sense to me, which was you could play the game for a certain amount of hours, get new weapons, new skins, whatever else, and they would drop just randomly, mm-hmm. or you could buy crates. Um, or idle in a drop server. Was, well, they they changed that because yeah. I always thought that was funny. Although Valve let that happen for a long time, they did. Um, I, which, I it seemed to me that they were like kind of cool with it. But they were. They uh, no, they, it seemed to me they were too because they knew it was happening and those servers existed for a long time. But um, but regardless, you can do it one of two ways, uh, and the drop rates on, in Team Fortress Two always seemed great. Like mm-hmm. you were constantly getting something. And like you get a lot of duplicates, and then they had a crafting system where that if you got those duplicates, you could craft those down, like you basically smelt metal, and then turn that metal into a skin that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and you didn't have to do anything with money. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't matter at all. It's just how much you played Team Fortress. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I've always wanted Overwatch to have that very similar system. I understand why they don't. I get mm-hmm. it. It's too complicated. Mm. I, I would stop playing if it was that was a thing. Well, I mean, like again, smelting. It, it and... never, but it never changed your. It never changed your gameplay. Regardless uh, of Team Fortress, no, it never changed your gameplay. I could play I mean, that game stock weapons, and it didn't matter. Oh, I see. Uh, um, I mean, but 
thought, it, it never it never made it any better. It was just sort of like there were different. Weapons, I always felt like people had but, better weapons than me. Uh, I, know, I know they claimed they were balanced, but fuck, man. I mean, yeah, from from what I saw, and I I, I played years and years of that game. But, I, re- I really hope Overwatch never does custom weapons. Um, no, I don't suck. think they will. Uh, I I think that that because that would require Overwatch is already so balanced that here at least oh, it's okay. somebody here Lawrence. I don't want to do this. Um, I know. I Overwatch is already so balanced it'd be tough, but Team Fortress 2, they were constantly rebalancing. And so I always liked that model. I thought that model was a really a really good way to do it. So Was that there a double jump thing I was missing? No, you have to hold down jump when you bounce off something oh, and it'll go way higher. I, that I part. thought about telling you, but... No, it's okay. Wanna... I was just doing the tap. What about you, Adam? Yeah, where do you fall on, on how to spend monies in video games? Oh, I was with James. And like, oh. if it's an optional thing, I think it's fine. And I... I see the side of it, or try to see the side of it from the developer slash publisher where games have been $60 for a little while now, I think almost 10 years, and Mm -hmm. the profit margin is probably changing, and they're trying to find different ways of sustaining games as a a business or as a a service more than just a game you buy once and move on. Um, And I know there's always going to be the the internet darlings like The Witcher and other games where like people point at it and go, "See, they did it right." It's like, sure, (laughs) Um, but not every game can do that, and not every you know, it's it's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. So I understand someone having to make a buck. That's why we have prostitutes, and that's why we have strippers. They need everyone needs to make money um, doing something that they're good at. So I am I'm the bravest one here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I don't. I, don't, I could never really demonize anyone for it, but if it's a practice I don't agree with, I just not, uh, I will ignore it and I will not buy it. In the it. case of Shadow it. of War, I, at least I'm grateful that it's a different mode that I know I'm already not going to play anyway. <laughs> right, that's know? true. Like, true. Like, Probably true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm just saying specifically for me. I'm not yeah. saying that everyone doesn't have a right because some people may be like, oh, I'm really... I loved Metal Gear Phantom Pain's thing and I'm so excited for another game have that because I and oh maybe it'll be supported better this time or something right but for me my personal play style is I'm never I'm never gonna switch on that mode ever the, the minute so, the minute anyone invades my base and kills all my guys and we go all right all right I'm all done right. oh well <laughs> yep unless it's the OXM universe mm-hmm. which nobody can beat which no one can beat then I don't at least what about you um for the general consumer I think that developers publishers have more of a business uh, a business ethical responsibility to present their DLC in a way that is transparent and the language and deployment doesn't feel scummy or yeah. deceptive especially when their audience is, is younger kids mm-hmm. um, and uh, though you know often I, I'm always uh, divided by the the uh, paradox of like well how do these kids have credit cards to get <laughs> yeah, this know, stuff? Right? but, but <laughs> that's a whole other that. thing um, but from a personal level, I uh, generally just like DLC that furthers story mm-hmm. or, or adds to story like or just kind of gives you more gameplay, um, especially because I don't play a lot of online multiplayer stuff. So for me, like playing additional levels in a game like Ori or Little Nightmares would be something mm-hmm. that I would enjoy. The Resident Evil DLC that came oh, out earlier this year, tapes. that's kind of like the the classic DLC Fan that fight. I enjoy. Well, to kind of what Elise is saying, I haven't gotten the Zelda DLC because basically like the prospect of the first DLC pack is it's harder Mm -hmm. and there's more challenges. And I'm like, 
Yeah. Well, but then but there are it games. Gives you tools to like find the content you didn't find in the game. Well, that stuff, yeah. that stuff, sure. But then that's like uh, I'm not going to pay. There are for games it. like a Mario UI Kart or something. You know, when hmm. Mario Kart finally had DLC that included new races. I was jumping for joy because mm-hmm. I was like, like man, this people? is the stuff yeah. that oh, okay. I had been hoping for, like <laughs> back on the Wii, yeah. um, for to finally exist. Yeah. So that that was that's the kind of stuff that I like. Yeah, I, I think you you bring up a good point at least because I, um, I feel like there is a really there is a large responsibility to a lot of people to make it uh, easy to read and understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's a thing that at least with Overwatch, I understand that I'm blowing fifty bucks or whatever it is on. A chance, mm-hmm. you know. No, I'm not blowing it on the thing that I'm that I want because I know it's like, oh well, I may not get it. Do mm-hmm. you think people actually care though? I mean, we we have terms of service agreements that people just do not read, and they don't care. Well, it's well, they care. They're just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, uh, human beings, as a general rule, care a great mm-hmm. deal, but are also very lazy. Yeah, I, I feel like you don't care until it actually affects you in some right, way. Right. All you all you really want right away is your shiny new toy. Well, the the the, the point it affects you is when you queue up for multiplayer and you just get annihilated. Yeah, yeah. you just get <laughs> ass blasted by some dude who is is wearing like laser armor, and you're sitting there with like twine around your ankles. Is there? Can, I, I, maybe we can't. I I can't. But is there an example of a multiplayer mode like that in some other game where the population died off pretty quickly because it's funny? It didn't yeah. work. It's funny bringing that up because I was I was just kind of thinking through the history of it. There, it seemed like gaming enthusiasts for a long time were very adamantly opposed to this sort of monetization mm-hmm. for fear that it would become commonplace. Mm-hmm. Seems like that did kind of happen because yeah. it made a shitload of money. Um, so, but you're right. I I think that game designers are smart enough to know that if it is purely a give me sixty dollars and you can win all the time type game, mm-hmm. no one's gonna play it. Yeah, you. And it's 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 owing to the whale economy. You you can't have a game of only whales. Well, that, they were, that was just about to say though. Then they'll just get a bunch of whales. So it's like, but they won't have anyone else to play against. You'll only be playing against other whales, so the money doesn't mean anything. Well, you need a player base like the ninety five percent who don't spend any right. money but still play to salt the earth with right. with. Well, it depends on. But but think about it this way: it depends on how fast the population dies out. Because if they die out really fast, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. The business model's bad. But if you get five percent are whales and they spend thousands of dollars on your game. And then that population survives for another year. Uh, that may be worth it. Yeah. That may be a cost-benefit analysis. May, they do. I think maybe Good what I, I'm. I've never been a whale in anything. Marvel the closest Puzzle I've Quest? come. I've spent more money in Overwatch than Marvel Puzzle Quest. Oh, okay. um, but the but I feel like part of being a whale is want is knowing that you can pay money to be better or to have more tools. And I wonder if the community. Whatever game came out was only catering towards whales, and no one else wanted to play. I don't think whales would want to play against whales. That's yeah, that's my point. You know, you lose you lose the innate advantage. I think the whales would have. stop playing yeah. pretty quickly too, because they they're like, yeah. "What? This guy has all the shit too. Why did I spend like twenty five hundred dollars on this?" I, I um, like to think of the the one person listening or watching this, not knowing what a whale is. Yeah, I'm yeah. just imagining. I was thinking about trying. Like, to is there a population them. of whales playing <laughs> video games? Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, and they have got oh. a lot of cash. They got the heads on. You're like, this motherfucker killed me. Like, it's yeah, it's echolocation going off. Like, 
Why are they so good at games? Because yeah. all the money they got. Whales are just inherently rich. <laughs> it's uh, reparations we gave them for uh, killing all for of killing them. killing all of them. Mm-hmm. Taking Whales. their yeah, baleen. so good. We're so sorry. Here's all the krill you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> I just slide through it. Yeah, teeth strain it. Uh, oh, don't, don't let mobile games... Here, somebody else. I gotta, I gotta yeah. earn some money. Don't let, uh, don't let mobile games take all of your hard-earned money or, or Shadow of War loot crates. Uh, save some of that for a tasteful watch from Movement. Hey, uh, movement watches are... what I, I guess what I like most about it is it's simple, uh, both in design and, and purchasing experience. You don't got a su- superfluous amount of dials or shiny things. Just seeing simple, clean, and elegant watch faces. And guess what? They tell the time because that's what watches are supposed to do. Uh, you can... Make a counterculture statement. Don't get no Apple Watch. No, sir. Uh, I'm an analog kind of guy. Meat and potatoes. Um, also, if you're just looking to accessorize a little bit, it's a, it's an affordable accessory to your wardrobe. It's a vintage to... choice. Mm, there you go. Are you an old soul? Yeah. Uh, do you do you shake your head at all these dang microtransactions? <laughs> then express yourself with a movement watch. Nice. Um, we are offering 15% off to our listeners. All you have to do do is go to movement.com slash dude soup uh one note about the spelling even though it's called movement the brand is mvmt so it's mvmt.com slash dude soup go there check it out 50 percent off all orders and find a find your style and never be late again for that uh for whale night at the local bar <laughs> and i i was thinking <laughs> whales make i don't know why they make that sound um i was i was thinking i wanted a we have a, we have a lovely cast of characters here at Funhouse, um, and I was I mean we've we've in the past referenced the dreaded Michael transactions, and I was like <laughs> fuck I was gonna make up a whole story about Michael transactions, uh, a very long winded and boring affair that would only serve to enhance and entertain the podcast listeners, but I didn't I forgot. Oh, there's just too much stuff going on. Uh, so like, okay. I don't know. Uh, for for oh, me right. when it comes to monetization, I think ideally. You can you can grab onto the ledge. Oh, never mind. You got it. Um, ideally, for me, it would be aesthetic only. I think Overwatch probably hits the best compromise of all things. Feels like it. But it also does feel like kind of we are we are in an era where, you know, it's it's business. People are companies are going to do whatever they can to make money. And if another company does something and it makes a lot of money, yeah, everyone else is going to copy it. And at some point, you can't you can't push back the march of of revenue. Yeah, it's like the Barbarella thing, or uh, Moonraker. So Star Wars comes along. Oh, I see. Movie yeah. studio re-releases Barbarella. A movie that has nothing. There's nothing like Star Wars. It has a loose sci-fi theme, mm-hmm. barely. It could be classified probably a soft core pornography at best. Um, but they re-release it just to make a buck because they're like Star Wars is a thing. Let's do a thing. And then Moonraker, yeah, the same where it's like Star Wars is big. Make James Bond more like Star Wars. Like what? Why? Yeah, make it in space. Yeah. Uh, that's that stuff happens. I, I, I feel like. Um, I think I mean James James Bond movies have been going for so long that you can sort of yeah you can mark what's what's hot in pop culture by the tone and and references in various James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. So now it would be like inclusion and characters with actual like depth as opposed to just a dude with a a pretty sweet dong who runs around blowing things up. A sweet dong? Yeah. Okay. I I always thought Bond had a sweet dong. It would be, it would be funny if it was revealed he had a micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> they they never show the part where he's he's crying after sex and then like he usually goes in. Yeah, sorry, he usually goes. Well, and then they always die mysteriously afterwards. Well, the scene drunk. the scene where Vesper's in the shower 
That's after they have sex. Oh, that's she's him crying. Go, he, she's crying because she <laughs> thought he was a woman. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. God. What's the one where is it? She got blue vag. What's the name of a an unsatisfied vagina? All vaginas. At <laughs> least would know. Right, Ask Elise. Yeah. It is a little redundant, isn't it? I was just gonna say, yeah, just say vagina. <laughs> I was gonna burn you. I was gonna say, what's your girlfriend's name? Oh, oh yeah. come but on. She's a lovely woman. I don't know. Go, I don't, so I I don't her. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey now! Is Skyfall? There, there's another shower scene. That's the shaving scene. Is it the money shaving? Penny. Oh yeah. I think that may be what you're. No, to. no. There's the part where they're on the boat and they're like traveling over to Javier Bardem's like secret island of like uh, oh, misfit yeah. toys or whatever. And then uh, the woman's like, in the shower and he's like, he's like, me too. And she's like, ah! Like, <laughs> and he's like, just let it happen. Yeah, James Bond's awesome. It <laughs> <laughs> was just like, ew, man. Speaking uh, speaking of marking marking Bond movies by their by their eras, I think uh, Skyfall is vital because as far as I know, it's the first time that James Bond has been like emasculated, emasculated, yeah, yeah. sexually emasculated. Javier Bardem was gripping up on his dick, mm -hmm. and for a brief second, James Bond was like, "Am I about to get like you? Don't fuck like, me, please don't fuck me." <laughs> there was, I mean, there was, was there the brief moment was like, "Is this what the women feel like when I do it to them?" I'm so oh, sorry. Oh no! Yeah, I, I remember when we saw it. James was like. That's kind of the first situation where it's like Bond didn't really know how to handle it because yeah. he'd never been, or from what we've seen, he's confronted by something like that. He's, yeah, he's always a, a man that he has, you know, really sexy ladies and he's a man in charge, man and about town. Even when he gets whipped in the balls in uh, Casino Royale, he laughs. He was still yeah. in it. Yeah, he, he was still like, whatever. Well, he was he's in like, control. Control. Yeah. I got an itch. He's yeah. like, yeah, well, My he's like, he's so like, small, you're not what are you going to do? I'm not going to have kids anymore? Oh, cry, cry. Good harder, pussy. But if, but yeah, Mads Mickelson, like, Stroked his dick a little bit. He'd be like, whoa, bro, bro, nah, nah, nah. Whoa, not whoa, cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, I like girls. <laughs> Think I'm gay? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's, Go on, Mads. In a, in, a, in a good way, at least. I mean, somebody might have made this argument 30 years ago, but I, I feel like it's nice that that was a kind of a first for Bond. I mean, I guess somebody could have, Bond never been in space. Moonraker really pushed things forward. Sure. Maybe. It didn't. Uh, no. Didn't. <laughs> Some, someone Although, pointed. Speaking of Roger Moore, I saw okay. Spice World this weekend. Nice. Spice World, Roger. Is he in oh, Spice World. Sorry, yeah. I, was, I, was, I thought you were talking about Alan Moore. I was no. like, why was Alan Moore in Spice World? Alan Cumming was in Spice World. He's like yeah. the villain, isn't he? He'll do anything. No. Like, oh, he's like he's like oh Spice Girls. I need you to do whatever or he, something. Alan, he's like they're cool, like the coordinator or whatever. Well, he's, he's for one the movie, studio yes. guy. He's the studio guy. Yeah. So so basically, the Spice Girls is manager. Uh, will get calls from Roger Moore, who speaks in nonsensical parables. Uh, it's movie's actually pretty fucking funny. He'll call and be like, "When the rabbit of tranquility is marching through the fields of chaos, the devil will have his day." And the guy just hangs up the phone and yeah. like, and then it just goes to the next scene. Uh, anyway, Spice World is pretty great. <laughs> Four dollars well spent. I say. agree. Spice uh, World is great. It's just weird because I remember everyone collectively rolling their eyes at it at the time. They didn't get it. It was ahead of its time. I never thought I'd say that, but when I watch, I. When it was coming out, I was like, wow, that looks like garbage. And then I watched it several years later, and I was like, fuck, this movie is ahead of its time. Just was, so you guys are know. Spice... Was it like a Hard Day's Night sort of thing? Yes, it was very Beatles. Okay. Uh, it was very help. Uh, what about Crossroads? Was that ahead of its time? Mm. Is that the, the Britney Spears, Spears movie? Yeah. I was say, or the, have you ever seen the Monkees movie? You know, the, the, like, I saw Beatles, the show. I didn't the, know they had a movie. The boy band. Oh, yeah. It was weird, too, because it was like experimental. And they were like, like we're going to do a bunch of drugs. And we're gonna make a real like movie movie, and you watch it. Like, oh, is that the one with Rip Taylor? No, I think that was the show. There's a great sequence. Maybe. Look up the sequence where Rip Taylor played a bad guy in that show. Do you want me to do and that? They, I can do they that. They chase, yeah, they chase each other through a field to a monkey that song. Might have been the movie. 
So I, don't I know. only know this from watching behind the music. I on haven't the seen either. I've just seen clips on the internet. Oh, well, well. Um, but yeah, there's, it's it's fant- it's it's like you want to know what was fucking going on in the seventies. <laughs> like this is what was going on. Wait, did you type in Rip Taylor? Rip Taylor. Type in monkeys. Uh, Rip Taylor. You also put monkeys. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. They know. Everyone's looking for monkeys. Rip Taylor is like a villain. Hold on a minute. You need to be quiet. Oh, she's getting louder. I know. Really? Like you knew you were going to try to silence it. Stop watching right. monkeys clips, Hold on. please. Frodo's caper. Monkey. What the fuck? Uh, it probably wasn't the movie. Get rid I don't of the know. Tag get movie. rid of the movie. Okay. We just want Rip Taylor. Yeah. For those who don't know who Rip Taylor is, you're in for a treat. This. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's just no, a bad it's more than it's more than that. Man, Rip Taylor. The monkeys could do no wrong. Rip Taylor was, isn't in the. The guy, the one of that one monkey looks so weird. <laughs> got the, the, like, was he he looks team? like a monkey. He looks like a. No. Mikey? This was a whole other. This no. was a whole other Cold War. We were trying yeah. to beat Which the was, Russians and the British at the same time. Was our, uh, they took our musical crown. We, we had we had Elvis, man. We were trying to show the British that we had wit. Anyway, we got to, a. We didn't. Oh yeah, we didn't know. Anyway. last, it may have been to the last last train to, whatever. We got a we got a net hard real quick. Uh, so hold on a minute. Let me. I gotta. I gotta. Are you doing hard netting? Yeah. Oh, we're on that part. Yeah, we are. Dang so, um, is Rip Taylor in the monkeys made for TV movie? In no. There? Good. I got it. All right. Oh, what oh. the hell? Your hard net for this week is Knuckles Family Tree. Whoa. Yeah. It's, okay. oh, Wait a minute. I gotta read There's this. There's a lot of blanks in this. Yeah, it's because they say right here. Don't forget the blank spaces are characters we have yet to introduce. Wait, who? Of who's course. we? <laughs> Uh, son, the comic creators? I don't know. Wow. So if you oh, go all wait. the way back, Jordan and Kalala were the, the great, 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 great grand hedges. They're like the tree And all people? the way down here. Well, he's not a hedgehog. He's an echidna. Sorry. Idiot. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, the, uh, the thing is, like, you, you look at this, there's a lot of stupid names, but... Moritori Rex. Yeah, Moritori Rex is in there. Ooh. One of the things that hit me is... Knuckles basically fucked his cousin mm-hmm. to make Lara Sue... Because they oh, branch yeah. off here. You're right. And the other thing that's weird is there's like what one, two, three, four, five. That cousin's five, like yeah, four six, times, seven, five seven times removed. That's close yeah. enough. It was like the Targaryens. Yeah, that's no big deal. Keep no the blood also kidneys. I mean, those things will fuck anything. But also, the 16 year old who drew this, do you think, imagines that these creatures are fucking each other and well, they're actually like spumming in one another, or they I, lay eggs? That's what I was gonna ask. Who made this? I I assume it's from the Sonic comic. So then it's official. So wait, yeah, well, so it wasn't. No, it's like a, it's like a forty-five-year-old man. It was the man, on <laughs> staff writer for hire. Sixteen-year-old or forty-five-year-old. I've got a, I've got a supplemental image for you just to just to back this up here. Yeah, hold me it's over. here. Sorry, it's I'm reading off my phone, so I gotta I gotta punch in the codes. You know how it is. Got to punch in the Matrix code. Oh, it's mm. a whole so family. There's, there's countless there's, echidna families would have their lives affected by this blood feud. Oh, there's a blood feud within the... the... squabbling has crossed time and space, growing more convoluted with each generation. Look I thought he was like an islander. Of... He's got fucking little maracas on his... Wasn't Knuckles supposed to be like an islander? I don't like know. Like he came from like... Look. You look at his image in Tribesmen. One of them's got the LeVar Burton visor on. Oh, this guy? This is canon? Yeah, this is hard canon. The really weird thing is I've seen an echidna in real life. They're not as cool as Knuckles. Well, I've seen hedgehogs. They're yeah, not as cool as Sonic. Yeah. Nothing yeah. is as cool as Knuckles. Foxes are the only thing that's cooler. Like, an actual fox yeah. is way yeah. cooler than Tails. Yeah. Tails, okay. tails kind of suck. Yeah. What about Star Fox? 
Oof. Yeah, Star Fox is way cooler than Tails. Star Fox no, is Star Fox, <laughs> Star Fox cooler than Foxes. What no. about, what about uh, Michael Fox J. Fox? Fox. <laughs> Thoughts? Uh, he's a fox too, and he's cool. So there's a lot Megan of really fox. cool echidnas here. Hot. Uh, there's the visor echidna, sci-fi mm -hmm. echidna, there's Smokey the Bear echidna. They basically what? did there's the same Robo thing with Superman in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. This is when, this is when at least tunes out of the podcast. There's a, this doesn't even seem like hard netting to me. This seems like official <laughs> Sonic art. That's It is. It is. It is yeah, official. so how is this hard netting? Well, then this is your argument to make, my Fair. dear. Did you well, know yeah, about I, this? I vote for the other guy, whoever <laughs> it was. I didn't. I don't remember. All right, Ivan Doran, I guess. Oh, it's, yeah. I, it's Ivan Doran again? Still Ivan Doran, yeah. He's, oh. Yeah, he's still the champion. And we haven't retired him? Not yet. So wait, so I feel like we got to put his jersey up on the wall at some well, point. Yeah. We didn't know where this comes from, Lawrence. Are we sure this is from the comic? I mean, this... Reverse Google image search that. Having an having an eye for, uh, <laughs> having an eye for Sonic fan fiction... Uh, which I consume a lot of. That's not fan I'm, fiction. I'm actually, that's, real, that's real. what I'm saying. How did you find no, it? He's, he knows. He reckon, He smells. Smells oh, out. Oh, I truth. see. It was posted somewhere. I don't know how to reverse an image search. There, I did it. I guess that's the only one. How do you reverse image search? That wasn't the right way to do it. You do I gotta. This. Yeah, you gotta like. Oh, there we go. You gotta That'll save it. Hmm. Oh. oh, I see. Hold on. There's only one. <laughs> there may only be one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I wonder if this, to, is, yeah. this is a comic that you can buy in a comic book short store. There like, we go. That's I mean, that. comic book stores don't exist anymore, Bruce. I've been to one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here I we go. I bought X Force. There we go. Yeah, that's it. Uh, family of Archie's gang. What? What the Archie hell? Comics family tree. Wait a minute. It's tied to Riverdale. <laughs> I guess. So. Yeah, Archie Comics. I think Prince Sonic. I think he's Archie Comics. What the fuck? Sonic fucked Betty. How does that make you feel? Fantastic. Yeah. I want to see that. And he took a long time. The one thing he did Ew. slowly. Ew, that's gross. <laughs> anyway, I vote Archie for Rip Taylor. <laughs> he wasn't in go. hard netting. It's the last train of collection. Oh, there it is again. Knuckles Family Tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Sonic's Sonic's run on Archie Comics just came what to an end. What's so. the date on this? Lest we guess, lest we forget, that's... here are the answers to Sonic number 104's alternate Sonic page. Clockwise from the top. Evil Sonic from Sonic number 11. Mecha Sonic from Sonic number 25. Zonic from Super Sonic Special number 12. Sonic! Solar cool. Sonic from Sonic 71. And Terminator Sonic from Sonic 19. So this is, this looks Terminator like a scan. It's definitely, uh, it was up, this was this? uploaded too. I love how there's, oh, two years so, there's one named Mary Sue. So here's my thing. Mary Sue. Ah! <laughs> I, be, the fact that we can barely find any information on the internet, yes. that this isn't internet sourced, uh, this would get my vote for hard printing. Yeah, but not netting. But mm. not hard netting, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. But by default, I have to go Ivan Doran. Okay. Brotherhood of Guardians. <laughs> Whoa! Look at them all. That was kind of cool. <laughs> the Rastafarian in the front. Yeah, the Rasta Knuckles. That That's Knuckles. That's <laughs> just Knuckles. He Brother, had a cane, too. Brother the Rastafarian one had a cane's old. It was yeah. a secret or group of older guardians who protected Angel Island this and wins. other parts of Mobius. This one's for me. Operating from their secret facility. I would never Haven. have known about this if it weren't for the internet. Right. The group's primary aim was to protect the kidney the interests on the global scale. They, they're like nobody it, read this comic. Right. I'm, with, I'm with Bruce. I, I vote for Knuckles. Yeah, Knuckles, the, the Knuckles family tree, and Zonic. 
Generations of Guardians managed to fend off numerous <laughs> invasion attempts by the Dark Legion. Except it's all sourced from a comic book but that actually a, exists that was paid for. Started started corporate from. money. But, but I, I mean, I would argue that you wouldn't know about the other guy. I already forgot his Whoa. name for the internet too. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. So but this this one for me is even more important because Rembrandt is he loves Sonic. <laughs> As, well, that helps. Steppenwolf. But even though I don't love Sonic, I actually ironically love Sonic. I think it's the dumbest thing in the fucking world. Here's the list: but. the list of the Brotherhood of Guardians, half of which are deceased: Edmund, Steppenwolf, Moonwatcher, Harlan, Rembrandt, Aaron, Jordan, Matthias, Aaron. Hawking, Tobor. And those are all dead. Now we're getting into live ones. Also, these are, this is extremely hard netting because people have been dedicating lots and lots of time to this. But who? Hold on. Are we? Are we? What is the candidate? Because the candidate initially was that image. Is the candidate archiesonic.wikia.com? I, I think I think so. Yeah. I think it's not. Well, we need to fiction. establish what the actual candidate is. I think, I think because it was established that that image, which is, is the a candidate, from a comic Sonic the Hedgehog universe. The, I think Knuckles <laughs> fandom. The, can, the oh, candidate. Yeah, that's the other image. The candidate is Knuckles' legacy, all of it. So mm -hmm. that includes the depictions of his family members. The uh, the. Wow. Fan theories? Yeah, the fan theories, sure. The, you uh, guys are using the term fans. <laughs> but yeah, I, someone I, can be a dedicated Sonic Universer and still chronicle <laughs> Knuckles and the Brotherhood of Guardians' guys, lifetimes I, without necessarily <laughs> liking Knuckles. Knuckles is the only active Guardian. Uh, status unknown for Spectre, Sojourner, Thunderhawk, and Saber. All Thayer is inactive. At least oh does it help God. that it's tied to Riverdale? The rest are No, gone. that makes it worse. <laughs> can we vote? Look at all their wives. <laughs> Windmacher. Oh, Windmacher. Windmacher. Imagine, imagine being the writer or comic Necapion? producer on this, and then you go to like Sonic Fest, His you half know, brother. 14, Whoa. and then all the questions are like, in issue 32, Dark Knuckles met Light Knuckles. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts? And he's like, well, he would know. He wrote it. There's, there's but he probably, didn't care. There's probably he's drunk. There, I imagine there's a, a desk somewhere. Wait, hold on, there's something with Archie. Where some some guy was working on something. He was like, Archie, putting a lot else? of stuff in here, a lot of theories of my own. He's like, I wonder if I should send this up the line to make sure I can get it approved. Mm -hmm. Fast forward three months, and then he's like, Wow, the comic came back, came out, and there were no edits whatsoever to my story. And then he looks over and he realizes he never mailed the letter that asked for the approval because no one gave two shits. Said <laughs> <laughs> return to sender. Yeah, or working on an Iron Man game or something. <laughs> Adam, there's some great uh, IMDb quality trivia here. Yeah. Rosa it. Lynn's name is Echidnaized version of a real name, Rosa Lynn. Similarly, what? Diane Na's name resembles the real name, Diana. I vote for the other guy. Of course it does. <laughs> they just put a dash in. <laughs> That's trivia, Prince. Isn't that interesting? God. All right. All right. Wait, buddy. Knuckles doesn't have a dash. I know. <laughs> I love this. It's Knuckles. Yeah. It's Maybe he's got like a. Maybe he's got like a, a you know a call L kind of name. It, it's always he's called big, Knuckles here. But it's his like real name. If you if you assign numbers to each letter and you add it up and then add eight, it equals sixty four. What? Yeah. Why? Which is the system that Sonic yeah, was never a, on. You mean Knuckles? Like whoever. We're talking about Knuckles right now. Whatever. House of Dimitri. I I give it to. <laughs> this I, is I so vote, cool. I vote Knuckles fandom. Okay. Uh, Elise is obviously an Ivan Dorn. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, is this boring you? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, the most excited I've been all day. I know. Bruce, it's really hard to bring him down from this. <laughs> I'm going to be all hyped up. Bruce, I think I know where, you, where you're voting. Uh, absolutely. Make it official. The Brotherhood of Guardians. You're the, you're the right. tiebreaker, Lawrence. Uh, oh, I no, know. I don't vote. I don't get a vote. Oh, wait. Uh, James, you're... Oh, the audience votes, right? Oh, wait, yeah, you said you, it's it? hard printed. Ivan, Ivan Doran, this is, this is stuff that exists... Um, I think it, you know, 
the, obviously this stuff exists. This is no surprise to me. Uh, <laughs> <and> so, <laughs> so I don't. It's I don't find it to be especially internet. Uh, it's the pre-super Genesis wave timeline. Like, you click, don't find this to be that especially again. Internet. Now he's just going down rabbit hole. I know. I don't, I don't know what this Knuckle represents. Holes. Uh, okay, so we the have a tie. Holes. Oh. It's it's just what we can just keep clicking and clicking. And I know. Clicking, that's like, why I love it. Uh, the Mobius Encyclopedia. That's hard, Nitin. <laughs> uh, 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 all right. So last time we had a tie, I put a straw poll in the description. Oh yeah. Uh, a couple days late, but I'll do it again. Uh, provided straw poll doesn't throw me an error when I try to make a poll this time. So uh, it's not going to happen for a day or two. Give it a minute. But uh, once it goes live, usually on Wednesdays, there will be a poll there. It'll also be in the description if you're an audio listener. And you can make your voice heard, whether Ivan Doran, the man of a thousand notes, or Knuckles' Knuckles' legacy of protecting this earth from anti-knuckle interests, anti-kidna interests. Uh, which, which is harder netting, you can decide. The Brotherhood of Guardians. Wow. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> was it? Immortals. Um, not Immortals. What's the... the... Defender, what's that thing called? Fuck. Inhumans? Oh, Inhumans, Inhumans does it. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. terrible. God, it looks like shit. Have you shit. watched it? I watched the trailer, yeah. Oh, oh well, just yeah, the, the trailer? Trailer's terrible. Yeah. 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 No, oh, no, man. The trailer looks like an accident <laughs> leak trailer. Like, it's like, it's like, it's really it's weird. It's like the weird sound effects that they really we bad. use in our wrestling videos. The best part is like filmed in IMAX. Like if you film a piece of shit yeah. with a seventy millimeter lens, it still looks like shit. That's the kind of show though that I think I'm gonna be like, that looks like garbage. And then someone's gonna tell me after it's been on for four seasons that it actually got pretty good this season. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I think that'll do it for today's podcast. Um, just a quick note, if you're watching this live on Facebook or YouTube, you are doing so because it's first week, which is the week that we at Rooster Teeth try and uh, spread the word about all the awesome features about being a first member. This week we got a couple things going on. All live broadcasts will be free to watch on Rooster Teeth's site and on YouTube. That includes CCTV, RT Podcast. Uh, there's a big image that has all the shows and when to find them. Uh, you can also celebrate the release of Day 5 Season 2 by watching all of Season 1, uh, which is now available uh, for anyone who wants to watch it. I believe that's on the Rooster Teeth website. And you get uh, free previews of some of our first-only shows, Theater Mode, Backwards Compatible, and Fan Service, all of which are fantastic, so go check them out. Um, we do have sign-up goals. So last year we did a first weekend. There were, like, goals for hitting certain first sign-ups. It's like a Patreon kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing this week. Uh, they will be announcing all of those goals on the RT Podcast, which is right after this show, so make sure to stay tuned for that. There's some cool stuff. We heard it in the meeting this morning, but we're going we're gonna to let them announce it because uh, they're cooler than we are in... More people watch that show. Clearly. Uh, and if you're already a first member, you can help us by gifting first membership to somebody else. So, yes. Yes, dear listeners. Rooster Teeth found yet another way to let you spend money. And we'd love you to do that. So, And we, uh, on a serious note, uh, Rooster Teeth would like you to know, and we would like you to know, by proxy, that first memberships are really what make the company work. Uh, direct revenue is what made Rooster Teeth a profitable business in the first place, which is unheard of for a media company at all. Uh, we've been through a number of companies, you know, G4, Machinima, what have you, all of which didn't really have sustainable business models, nor were they interested in even trying because they just wanted to get acquired, or in G4's case, I don't know what the hell. Um, <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, but Rooster Teeth wants to pay their employees and be fair to them and continue making cool shit. And we get to do that because we get direct revenue, which is what the first membership program is. So if you'd like to support the company and, and enable us to do cool stuff, first memberships are how it's done. Um, take that as you will. We're going to keep making content and some of it will be free. Some of it won't. Uh, not going to lecture you about it, but if that's what you'd like to see and you'd like to see more of it, then consider a first membership or even gifting that. 
We have oh, we have that Overwatch series coming. That's true. That? Thursday. This, that's yes. this, this week. Yeah. This Thursday for first members only. Yes. Thank yeah. you guys for bringing that up. Uh, yeah, we uh, we're trying a more long form kind of gaming series where we just try to get good at Overwatch, and we do that by kind of developing our communication skills, our teamwork, our individual skills, and yeah, we're we're kind of curious to see if anyone has any interest in watching us try to be good at a video game. <laughs> Um, let's, let's just be honest. It was a way for us to play Overwatch during work. Yeah, we, we so enjoyed it. Really, we enjoyed it very, it very much. It's a scam. <laughs> it's, it's totally a scam. <laughs> yeah. but, but hopefully one that everyone can, can enjoy. Watch so. our scam. Yeah. <laughs> we got that's, another scam show <laughs> debuting. Uh, Which one? A month from now. Oh, yeah, the scam show. At least what's your scam, scam. show? We have another scam sh- show coming back. You may be uh, familiar with scams one through three <laughs> uh, <laughs> of Twits and Crits. Uh, oh, and now we're back for... A fourth season, technically, but uh, we'll explain more on a future date. But it's going to be a little bit different, and uh, but that that's coming up too. If you want to secure that first membership and get ready for that, and and uh, check out the show now. Yeah, there you go. A, a panoply of delicious content awaits you <laughs> beyond beyond the first gate. So thank you for listening. Uh, this this show will be uh, you know on feeds and stuff on Wednesday as usual. But we have the post show coming up. Lawrence, um, yeah, I do. Sorry, I was like, "What's the dramatic pause?" <laughs> oh, the, the no, you farted. <laughs> You're all dying. I didn't. I didn't fart. I didn't fart. My, my stomach routinely oh, your undergoes oh, weird yeah, convulsions. No, no, no. Uh, it's rotting from the inside. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Fart, fart. <laughs> <laughs> Such men. <laughs> right. We're, we're we're all sweet dudes here. God. Uh, but on the post show, you know, we look at some fan art. We take some uh, community. We take questions live, uh, and we dole out very serious and very qualified life advice. <laughs> If that sounds like something you'd like to receive, please no, stay tuned. That. Don't say that. Because it'll be it'll be free. I think even Doctor uh, Drew's like, don't. No, I'm, just, no, I'm a doctor, but don't listen to me. <laughs> yes, yes, children, let us advise you. But we're gonna take a quick break first. So thank you for listening to Dude Soup. We'll be back next week as usual on on Roostcheat.com. Uh, and the post show is coming right up. So if you've never seen it before, stay tuned. It's a pretty cool time. And we'll be back in like five ten minutes. Yeah. So see you guys then. Pee break. Da, 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 da. <laughs>